Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, as per usual, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top god. It is Joshua. Gangsta time, cool. It's called partner, but it should be called gangsta time. What up, everybody? What's good, Chris? Um, to those listening, to those watching, I see you guys, <laughs> metaphorically. I guess. Uh, rocking the new headphones, the new headset. Oh. Looking nice. Those are fresh. This is from this futuristic almost, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining us, it is the dinner heaven producer of this show. It is Ed Lord, <laughs> Big News Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, hey, hey. Oh my god. Uh, we're back. It is Manga Monday. It's also it's also monthly Monday. And on top of that, it's also America Day. America, so Happy 4th. May the 4th be with you. Not really. That's like already a weird holiday in May. But uh, yeah, happy uh, 4th of July, everybody. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your barbecues and blasting New Jump City on your loudspeakers at your barbecues, as you should. Uh, but yeah, we're all here. Uh, very excited to get into it. We're doing our monthly series. We're doing the two weekly series that came out uh, this week and uh, can't, can't be more excited to do it. Uh, but first, let's get into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven, and that's on Instagram and at NY Chillin with an E N, not an I N G, and that's on Twitter. Oh yeah, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline because oh. I've actually been active there. Hey, recently. he's back. So check him out on those. He plays. What are you playing? Valorant still? I've been playing Valorant. Yeah. Oh, OK, well, watch him play Valorant. Um, and uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll be I'm trying to I got to put more stuff up there. <laughs> I'm not the best in social media. But uh, I'm trying my best. I, uh, I'll, I'll try to be more active on that. But uh, follow us anyway. Uh, we usually do a really good chapter of the week poll. I, I, I got real busy again. And also, there's only two series out for, for the weekly stuff. So it didn't feel worth it. But um, in any case, you can, uh, you can follow us. I'll do it next time. I promise. Uh, and uh, vote for your favorite series. We'll announce it on the show. Uh, you can also email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about on the show, uh, and we'll talk about it. We got a question today uh, that I'm actually very excited for. We'll, we'll start off with it um, just so uh, we can get it off. Uh, this will be very impromptu. I did not brief the boys before, uh, before this, so uh, very excited to get into it. So, yeah, send us some more questions if you can, if you'd like. Uh, through our email or you can comment under the video that you're watching whether it's the full version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts that you make for us Uh, we love to engage with you guys so let us know Uh, give us a subscribe while you're at it subscribe to the podcast on youtube give us a like give us a share share us with your friends we're growing steadily and i'm very appreciative of that so let's uh let's keep it going let's keep it going and if you uh dig the audio version audio podcasts a little more than visual uh we are on itunes spotify wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there so check us out on any of those platforms and i think that's it uh without further ado let's get into our show my hero 
Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 358, The Guy Who's Made Some Progress. Um, last we left off, Endeavor was going ham and cheese sandwich on all for one. Uh, just trouncing him up and down, beating his ass, and uh, really finding himself in the process. Uh, so, you know, good for Endeavor. Uh, but now we cut to com- something completely different. Uh, we're back at the big... Uh, floating battlefield that was UA uh, where Shigaraki was being held by a handful of heroes both pro and student uh, including two of the big three heroes you know there's Sun Eater and there's Nejure um, we also have uh, th- uh, Best Genius is there uh, the Blade Edge I think is Edge Shot is his name uh, is his hero name he's also there uh, and they're all just like right now avoiding doing their absolute best to avoid these weird finger and hand like growths that are shooting. It's out not of- a quirk. Yeah, it's just it's growth. Yeah, it's just real gross. It's gross growth coming out of him and uh, just trying to knock everybody off of kilter. But isn't it a quirk that's in creating that growth? I don't. I don't know. Brian's <laughs> not in his head. Nope. Definitely not. Brian, That's you know not what it is? the case. <laughs> nope. I know. It's like a side. I guess it's like a side effect of all for one. Oh, I guess. That's a quirk. No, it's not a quirk. It's a effect on his body as a result of it. It's like a separate thing. It's not like a quirk that he's actively using. It's more like the quirk acclimating to his body in one way or another. It's not the quirk activating. It's a quirk trying to. Uh. It's still itself within Shigaraki. I think. I th- I think. I'm doing my best here, Josh. Don't give me that look. I didn't write the series. <laughs> uh, so back back off. Get out of here. Anyway. Uh, they're all doing their best. They're all actually kind of avoiding it pretty well. Not for nothing. Um, Edshot does this cool thing where he like weaves himself in and out of the growth uh oh my god brian just froze on the funniest frame of him (laughs) (laughs) okay now he's back uh okay anyway what are you eating (laughs) rice nice (laughs) you you eating lamb over rice no yep yeah curry lamb over rice curry lamb oh sure curry lamb okay anyway anyway uh okay so yeah Edshot does a thing where he like weaves himself in and out he bursts out of it it's pretty cool to be honest a pretty cool application of his ability um agreed yeah so and he mentions that like although like he's these things are a massive threat in exchange he's not as mobile as he would be um after using it because he's just kind of like growing these things out it can't really move otherwise uh shigaraki very calmly is just like actually it's pretty rad uh this is just my body adapting to all for one and uh searching and uh searching groping around for an ideal form groping yeah uh, he's like you gotta be gross all the time dude (laughs) um but yeah he's basically talking about how like once this thing really like fuses with my body i'll be able to make the world that i really want to where everybody is equal underneath the exploited class uh we'll all be equal we'll all be just having a shitty life together that's how that's how you want everything to be equal sugar <laughs> come on no, i feel like i feel like this is all for 
one's influence here. No, it, I sure. mean, you know, whatever I it is. I think Shigaraki always wanted that to be the case. If anything, he's developed a little bit more to say that at least it'll be in a society. Before, he didn't care what it was. He just wanted everything to be destroyed. Now he's like, no, 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 no. We'll all be equal. Just yeah. in the shittiest way. Yeah. Except for me. I'll be the king. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, why yeah, can't, why can't we just rise up together? You know? Own small businesses here. And really show the upper class what's what. But Shigaraki's not down for that. He wants us all to be poor and hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> at all times. Uh, anyway. Bakugo is just running through and he hears all this shit and he's like, man, ever, ever since Kamino, all you did was fucking talk, dude. Uh, That's true. Yeah. But you know what? I'm sick of hearing it. He starts to like whip out this cool thing uh, that the support class made him. Uh, after that, he feels like he's accumulated in, uh, enough sweat from running around and all that stuff. Uh, and it's he reveals the super the suppressive heavy mobile unit Strafe Panzer. Uh, whoa! Pretty cool. Pretty edge. Uh, pretty edge. <laughs> so, yeah, it is actually pretty cool. This is a dope panel. I mean, draws the shit out of everything. This guy. Um, but yeah, he Bakugo goes in with his usual aggro attitude. I hope you're ready to be Swiss cheese. And he just like unleashes these explosive bullets everywhere. That's I guess his sweat that he's just sh- shooting into the crowd and exploding simultaneously. Um, yeah, that is his quirk, right? Yeah, the the explosions come from the nitroglycerin that's apparently in his sweat. Um, nitroglycerin, nitroglycerin. Um, but yeah, he's just like we got to destroy his real body. Um, and he starts to think you know with mom with we have monoma using his erasure we have kaminari's team powering the arena uh yaluruzu is uh replacing the ground that we stand on you know creating materials that to prevent the uh battlefield from getting too broken um yep and that's gonna be her role yeah that's gonna be her uh her thing yeah um brian loves it brian yeah. brian's a huge fan of this Dude, not everybody has to fucking fight, bro. No. Not you know everyone. That, right? Let's quote that from Brian. Not everyone <laughs> has to fight. Brian Morbin Time Espinal. Okay. You really okay. want everybody? You want Mineta to have every like a fucking body? Yes, Brian. I want every fucking body to throw a hand and develop and learn. And you do. And you do know that and there's support, some type of resolution. Right? You know, no. there's a support. I don't uh, know what right? that is. Or heroes, you know those exist. I just want every series to be tournament fights and development. That's it. <laughs> you Yairuzu will realize this, Brian. You will understand this. Yayuruzu is literally you the and everybody She's literally the penultimate fucking support hero. She literally is built. She's made to be a support hero. She's not supposed to be a fucking frontline fighter. That's not her thing. Says who? Says everything about her, bro. What are you talking about? Says who? <laughs> I think you're sexist. I think time. because she's a female, right? Mm. You think she can't be out there fighting? That's a pretty heavy yeah, allegation to yeah. to to, lip, to yeah. whip on him. It's pretty yeah, heavy. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, you're right. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, here. I'm, like, now? I'm like, why is why is me why is Mirko out there, bro? This is bullshit. Just to show out there kicking things. And, and and to give a tokenism towards handicapped people. 
I don't know. I kind of freestyled. What are you on one. about right now? You're literally. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're on overdrive today. <laughs> it's the coffee. It's because I got a double shot. Yeah, you know, it's I the coffee. Up. That's I- fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> and like, I finished rolling his weed so I can relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> well. So anyway, Bakugo was doing this really cool thing. That's yeah, he is definitely going really to cool matter thing. in the next chapter. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Bakugo gets set to totally defeat Shigaraki right now, right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're all being silly. Woo! Woo! Yeah, know. Brian. I think I'm. I genuinely think this is a cool moment for Bakugo, where he acknowledges that you know, hey, why do you want everybody's life to suck, dude? We're all trying to have a better life here, you know. Hey, 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 weirdo! Don't you try to squeeze politics into the things I love. <laughs> for that, you're gonna get blown back, you gummy socialist. Yeah, is that what's going on? I guess so, that but I wouldn't call... Like, is that what Shigaraki's supposed to be? Is he supposed to be the stand-in for socialism and Bakugo's the grand defender of free market capitalism? I don't think so. I think that's liberal, liberal, no? That no. Would, let's leave the politics out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a little lost in the weeds here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, okay, so Bakugo does this cool explosion thingy, um, talking about how, you know, everybody's just trying to push forward to improve the lives of everybody out here, and you're just salty because nobody, sa- nobody saved you back in the day, but we're trying to ma- change that about society, we're trying to move forward, we're trying to make a better society going forward, and uh, you're bugging right now, so I'm going to blow you up, bang, bang, bang. Right, get over just being poor. Just, just get over it. No, he wasn't poor. No, to be fair, Shigaraki wasn't poor. I know he was a he was a child orphan after he killed his entire family. <laughs> That's true. No, his family was decidedly middle class, actually. So yeah. he was in a very comfortable position until he destroyed his entire family. Yeah, that's what happens. Anyway, yeah, the chapter ends with a uh, big clash between Shigaraki and um, and Bakugo. Uh, big splash page uh, where he's using his cool Howitzer Impact cluster, uh, and that's the end of the chapter. Uh, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? That was the end of the chapter. You're right. Yeah. All right. Um. So short chapter. I'm gonna start off by saying I was wrong. I was wrong, 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 wrong. Okay. Um. Because I said the next. <laughs> I said the next time we see these people, they would all be dead or maimed. Yeah. With Shigaraki standing over over them all with maybe like one hero remaining or something like that. But nope, they're putting up a valiant fight. And um, even though I do not think Bakugo will will defeat um, Shigaraki. I think he's going to at least mildly perturb him enough to the point that he may unlock a new form and make things a little bit more difficult for me to really to deal with. Because mm-hmm. Bakugo can't help himself, you know, but make things tougher for me to really one way or another. Um, but all I said, I mean, this is the follow-up chapter to what to to Endeavor going fucking crazy. Going sicko <laughs> mode. Yeah. Well, yeah, as Brian said, sickle mode. So, you know, it was a kind of a hard thing to follow up. 
And y'all already know I was I had a super jaded perspective of this Shigaraki fight. That you know is just a, it's glorified filler. You know what I mean? But um for what it's worth, it's a lot of cool action happening. I mean the characters that are shown that are actually fighting, you know, they're in really cool action shots doing cool stuff. I mean Miracle is the only one that's just kind of moving, but you know she only has one foot, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get mad about that. It was an okay chapter. Yeah. I don't I mean it was a cool reveal for ba- it was a cool reveal for Bakugo. Um Shigaraki's talking crazy shit. I guess he's mad. I really do understand that he's mad. And he's still really young, so it makes sense that he's speaking the way he does. I wish with all for one. I wish he would be framed in such a way that like I'm going to post this as more of a question to you guys. And I guess to anybody else listening, y'all can leave in the comments or via email. But, um, what is Awful One's, like, goal? To rule the world? That's what he wants to do? Right? Like, but he, he wants to, he wants to, like, he wants Quirk Society to take over and have the strongest people survive. But, like, what, like, what? So weird. It's like like Shigaraki and him have two different goals in mind. Yeah, right. Like, well, Shigaraki yeah, just wants that's to kind of the point because of he's mad. And all for one is he just what he wants to steal all the quirks, so he just wants to create the whole quirk world where people do whatever they want. Um, I mean, I don't think we really know his real intentions yet. Yeah, I I think like all for one in particular is still kind of shrouded in mystery you know like we don't really know that much about him in the same sense that we i guess we don't know much about blackbeard in from one piece you know we just don't know what drives him i get well you know we don't know what blackbeard's past is we don't know what drives him necessarily we really don't even know what he is planning i don't even know if blackbeard is necessarily ultra interested in the one piece but I uh I think it's the same with Offer One where we don't know his specific goal yet. I think that's going to be revealed in a later point, probably when and if he takes over Shigaraki's body entirely, and and Deku has to fight him. Uh, yeah, we'll, we still we'll we still haven't him. even seen his face. Like we still haven't seen what he looked like before the injuries. Yeah, that being said, Shigaraki's goal is a little more clear because he he and the other League of Villains. Uh, villains are really just trying to tackle different specific systemic issues uh within their hero society uh whether that be the discrimination the uh the weird family dynamics that are born from making people career heroes um the weird uh yeah just various discriminations against like people's quirks if they're particularly I guess sinister in nature because we've seen that with Shinso even that people uh, assume that he's going to be a bad person because his ability is mind control, you know, and we see that yeah. in a greater sense with uh, Toga where people just automatically kind of assume that she was like this crazy monster. Um, well, she was well, a she crazy is, monster, but they didn't have society. They didn't do her know, any favors. They didn't help her in the way she should have been. They just, you know, they, 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 marginalized her and othered her 
Exactly. And called her a psycho and didn't try to actually provide any help or try to understand her. Exactly. You can't really help somebody if you don't you don't have that empathy and try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So Shigaraki. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 So Shigaraki's goals are a little more clear. Um, I think like Shigaraki is more uh, advocating for the people who fall through the cracks of hero society, seeing as how he was never really rescued. He he didn't really get an opportunity to be saved, and was greatly ignored after like his big traumatic moment. Uh, and it, uh, I think that's what he's fighting against, and they're all fight- going about it in the wrong ways, obviously, with murder and right. You know, bad guys. That's the whole point. Yeah, but you know, these are all people who are on the fringe and um and are just like trying to create a radical shock to the society that they live in. All for one's uh, objectives seem a little more just plain uh, evil, <laughs> mustache twirly right. right now. But yeah, just like I just want things to be bad. That like, being said, where Shigaraki kind of wants things to be bad, but because of what he's gone through, all for one is just kind of yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say know. this. That I'll being said, this it's because of that. That being said, it's because of a lack of information that Hirokoshi hasn't shared yet. But you know, it's there. I think. Mm-hmm. I think all for one is more like a force of nature as opposed to a villain. You know, I think he just. He's the po- he's like the person who wants the quirk singularity to happen because that's natural. That's the natural course of things. He wants things to be as natural as possible. And what's natural? Survival of the fittest, you know? A world where yeah. you know the strongest survive. And he wants to be the strongest of them all, you know? It's funny. So I think he's just a very primal, like a very primal villain. He just wants things to be bare bones without all this cushion. Yeah, I mean, if honestly, I may, if I may interject for a moment, just for what it's worth, that's not how the run, the world is run. The world isn't naturally yeah. run by strongest or the fittest. It's it's whoever's the most fortunate. Yeah, and not just humans. I mean, animals too, because uh, uh, you know, the natural advantages that an animal gets in one area isn't going to be the same if they go to you know maybe two hundred miles up north to another area. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not saying... was fortunate for their biology to work out for them in that area where they didn't have much comp and that, and you see the same thing in humans. So I'm not saying that you definitely believe that. I just think that that's definitely a fallacy that we all need to call out when people like say it that way because it's just not the case. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying that that's that what all my things. I that's what all oh, right, right, right. Yeah. is saying. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I guess in that sense, then he's similar, more similar to Kenjaku than anything, because Kenja- that's what Kenjaku's, Kenjaku. That's what he's doing with the culling game. You know, he's just like trying to advance uh, his the evolution of his society, so to speak. In Jujutsu Sorcerers, we see. I guess that's the same thing that All for One really wants is to continue yeah. that progress or to force the continuation of that progress in one way or another. Um. But, you know, interesting stuff to talk about. <laughs> we were just going off of uh, what Josh uh, had uh, his question to us. But uh, is were those all your thoughts, Josh? That's pretty much all my thoughts. I didn't have much more else to say outside of jokes and stuff. So, um, Brian, do you have any thoughts? I really, I like this chapter mainly because we got to see more Bakugo. You know, I'm a big Bakugo simp. I love Bakugo. Bakugo. Um, Bakugo is a very interesting character because he's really he's they don't say it 
they don't directly say it, but they play him up like he's next in line. You know, like he's the guy that that's he's more ahead of uh of Midoriya in some aspects of heroism. You know, like when it comes to skill, when it comes to like battle prowess and all that stuff. Like Bakugo is probably the most talented out of all the students. Um, Time out. So he knows what it's true. Time out. So listen, that was the case prior to Midoriya being the greatest thing that ever happened on this planet of My Hero Academia. Yeah, that it's is- over. Like once Midoriya started flying around and pulling out special moves, it was over for Bakugo being better than him. I mean, not necessarily. Uh, Bakugo my- hasn't been stronger than him for like three years. My, it's not about being stronger. It's about you know how you go about situations, and I think Bakugo is still the more skilled, pl- the more skilled character. Like he's the more skilled hero, um, given what he has and how he works with it. Just because Midoriya has all this versatility and shit doesn't mean that he's better in in any case. Um, obviously, Bakugo is not going to be Shigaraki here. Of course not. I'm not saying that um, because Midoriya is more powerful. But Bakugo has shown that he is extremely intelligent and he's naturally gifted at this shit. Like they they made it a point several times that Bakugo is up there with Midoriya. And I feel like that does that's not going to change anytime soon. Bakugo always finds his way to to stay in the picture um, whenever something's going wrong or whenever something's happening like they they've shown that he's very similar to deku in his selflessness now um and i feel like he is what endeavor could have been instead of what he became you know uh he's somebody who's driven but not to an extent that it's uh terrible that it's not that that it's um affecting others negatively anymore like he he learned that lesson pretty early and i feel like if Endeavor was like that, he could have been better than how he was. But now he has that opportunity to be better than that. And um, I really think Bakugo has a lot of potential in this in this little sequence here before Deku shows up to be like a big player in this fight. Um, I don't I really think out of every character in the series that we could overlook, Bakugo should not be one of them that we overlook at all. Like because the series favors him a lot um in 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 growth in like um like how he how they've shown him his development over the series like this guy his he's the real deal like i honestly think like he could be the number one before uh deku that's how much they've kind of played into him so um i'm really excited to see what more they do with him uh obviously you know the students always take a little bit of a backseat in these fights just because, um, you know, the it's a little more grounded in realism. Um, <laughs> just a little bit because it's like, you know, My Hero Academia likes to likes to be like more reasonable when it comes to this stuff. They don't like to just have the kids come in and take over all the time because they're just kids at the end of the day, you know, and they're not the pros. They're not the guys who have been here in the front. Right. Line. And they want to be realistic, you know. It's about I'm not saying realistic. I'm saying there's a bit more realism in how a situation would go. I think if Naruto was a little bit more like this, it would have been better because the kids in Naruto just show up and they do everything. 
But in Bakugo, in, in My Hero Academia, the kids show up and they still have much to learn, even though they're arguably more powerful than uh, than these guys. Yeah, like the Naruto comparison is not necessarily true, especially in Shippuden. I feel like people was, do a lot less in Shippuden than they did in. I was gonna say that um, honestly, the the way I see it, like if. It's because of the pacing of My Hero Academia is that I already accept that we're not going to get that development. Like, had had it been like this early in the series of My Hero Academia where, where a lot of the adults got a whole bunch of shine and we got to see like like a lot of the hero like a lot of the grown heroes fleshed out like one through ten, but we didn't. You know, we only really got big introductions from like the top three heroes. You know, and um. So with that in mind, you're like, okay, at least I could look forward to the kids. But now it's this weird. That that's why I feel like even though it does make more sense for the kids to take a little bit more of a backseat, it's like I don't care at this point if it makes sense or not. It's the series is ending with that's it. You know, I, don't I, don't, the series I, don't, is ending. I just I said ending. my piece on that one. I I highly doubt. Like maybe I've always said that this maybe this section of the series is over, but the series is not over. Like there's still going to be more My Hero Academia whether you believe it or not um like it, the series the series is just too open-ended to to be restricted to this version of it you know um sure it would have been nice to see more of them growing as as uh kids and stuff like that to be heroes and stuff there could have been more patience but series is not ending like it, there will be more my hero uh whether it be beyond academia or whatever you know that's just what we got to figure out when it comes to it. But I to kind of cap off all my thoughts, though, I do believe Bakugo that we're going to see more of him. And it looks like they're playing into the more um, like split personality versions of Shigaraki, because like when Shigaraki is talking here, this is not the Shigaraki we really know. Um, not to say that he's like a like he's a good guy or anything, but these don't line up with his initial goals, you know. And they made it a point that Shigaraki needs to be saved, um, and this is why. Like his, his, it's not his goals anymore. It's not his body. It's not his powers. Like nothing about this is Shigaraki. Like all of it screams all for one. So um, I'm excited to see what more they do with this. Uh, maybe Bakugo kind of taps into something regarding um, uh, Shigaraki. Like maybe he can wake him up a little bit um, and buy them time by kind of appealing to Shigaraki. But it, I'm pretty sure that this isn't Shigaraki they're fighting. They're fighting like all for one, uh, like a half-baked all for one. And once he really takes over, it's kind of they're all kind of fucked. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that's all my thoughts. Oh, my turn. <laughs> I, I like this chapter a lot. And like Brian uh, Bakugo is also one of my favorite characters uh, in this series. I just like earlier on, I really enjoyed his growth and his arc. And I, I enjoyed him. I enjoy watching him soften a little bit, you know, be a little kinder of a person. And this was like kind of a culmination on that. I feel like this chapter was very compressed. Uh, a lot of things were going on at once. Uh, which, you know, fair enough. There's a lot of things happening, you know, like they're really like up against the ropes here fighting against all these growths. Um, 
but uh for what we got it's pretty solid i i love like the big artillery thing it's very bakugo uh to be, just be like blitzing all these attacks everywhere um and i like that he's actually i don't think uh that early bakugo would have relied on the support of the support cast of the support class people you know the support course so another little bit of uh growth for for bakugo there um yeah, I, I like what this chapter was serving. Uh, as far as like things going forward with My Hero Academia, I don't want to ever be like this series is over or it's not, because uh, you know we I, we don't know. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what he wants. Uh, I don't I don't think we're gonna get much out of y- Momo, which is fine, I guess, because she's never been much of a fighter, really. Um, she's always been kind of. Remember that fight she had against Miss Big Hands. Yeah, but that was like barely. That was almost barely a thing, you know. Like that was her only fight. Other otherwise, she's like kind of in the background making things for other people. Um, Support heroes aren't fighters first. Sure, they can fight, but like their main goal is to kind of make sure that they have the upper hand in other situations. Yeah, you know, like Nairuz is a leader. She's not a fighter. But she's literally just in the back making things. She's not even like. Well, I think that's, that's an important. That's job. really important. That's really fucking important to the battle. Like, without her, the whole thing crumbles. And he Granny Chio was controlling a puppet. He was using Sakura as a puppet to fight. And Granny Chio was still putting in work. Yeah, but like her powers are different. <laughs> She's a fighter. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her powers are different, and she was like a a ninja. Like it's, it's like ninja. they're explained away, like her and Kaminari and the rest. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, yep, this like they they're here in this spot. Like we're putting them on first, second, and third base, and that's that. I'm, I'm fine with that, I guess. You know, like I don't. Yeah, wanna, at the same time, I don't really want to force like all these characters to fight if they don't have to, because then I if, would force them. Because <laughs> like at least they're there, you know. You know, I mean, like, like at least, right, have, like, at least, they, at least they have a use. They have a use. That's the and thing look, that's we, important is that they're you can use them. Look, there's Yo, no, imagine imagine thinking about this five years ago. <laughs> At least towards the end, these characters like have a use. <laughs> well, look at Naruto. Rock Lee fell off the face of the fucking universe. Why do you think we violated all the time along with Bleach? You really want you really want my hair academia to be in the same vein as those series? No, it's and it isn't because it's actually using it's characters. Not, it's not. It's, it's actually it's using not. characters, it's, so you can give it a point for that. <laughs> no, right. That's what I'm saying. Like as as much as I've ridiculed it, it's not as bad as how those ended, especially Bleach in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at least they're playing to their character strengths. That's the good part about this. Yeah, is that Yagaruzu is first things first, a leader and a and and a. She's not leading a motherfucking thing, bro. She's leading some fucking tiles out of her chest. <laughs> the fuck she leaded? She definitely I'm led angry, a bro. lot. I want to see Yagaruzu's boobaroos. All right, man. <laughs> she's leading the effort down there with her fucking items and shit. No, she's just there doing it. Cement toss is the leader over there, and adults. Yeah, I look. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm this series is what it is, and I'm not. I'm not mad at it at all. I feel fine, you know, because because you're unbiased. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, so I, I would rather him not force. 
<laughs> yes, I am unbiased. Uh, but I, I would also rather him not force things that he doesn't need to. And, you know, this battle could just, like, end with the whole facility crumbling because Shigaraki achieved his new form, blasting everyone away, and everybody has to come out and fight now. You know, like... That'd be cool. There's a couple of different ways it can go. And I'm okay, you know, just, like, here... Try to figure out. We're here on Bakugo time now. <laughs> so... It's uh, it's Bakugo development can't time. Can't be mad about that. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah, I can't be mad about that. Um, well, yeah, I, I guess like I yeah. felt this. I mean, I really felt the shortness of this chapter. Uh, this is like a fourteen-page chapter, which you know it is what it is. Was I, it? Yep. Yeah, you're right. There's only thirteen pages. Uh, I felt the shortness too, honestly. Um, but but he gave us the how so that's at least worth three pages in of itself, right? It, well. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he is drawing his tits off. Uh, he's <laughs> drawing his tits He's got to be, this has got to be taking, all these chapters have to be taking longer than the average chapter just because of the amount of detail the there is in the art that he's putting out right now. So I would imagine that the shortened chapters are for that reason is that like he's kind of allocating uh, all, of, uh, all of his time to his art to, you know, try to portray this really well because there's a lot of detail in this. Uh, but yeah, I definitely felt the shortness of this and, um, you know, I'm not going to rehash that whole, like, I wish we had more time argument, but I wish, <laughs> I wish we had more time. I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> That's the R. Kelly song. But, you know, he's, he's managing the way he did. The stuff with Endeavor was great. And I imagine that, you know, this isn't over with Bakugo. I'm sure we're going to get a little bit more of, uh, an expounding in the next chapter. Uh, just like we did with Endeavor, you know, the in, the introspection into his character didn't stop in that one chapter. We got another one where we dive deeper, and I think we're gonna get something similar here with Bakugo. Uh, so you know, I'm not like stressed about it. I just wish it was a little longer, but you can't you you can't do anything about that. He's really like trying to. <laughs> I think he's just, like really putting his back into his art right now, and for the amount um, of detail, I want to make a prediction. What? In the next chapter, we're going to get another one-panel explanation of Bakugo <laughs> learning this new move or talking to the people in support. I would give it a page. It's like one page. Okay. So yeah, I'm saying it's one panel. You say it's a page. What about you, Brian? You think he'll dedicate half a chapter? Well, the hell is it? That's what he does. He takes his time to flesh out his ideas. No. I say he's there. that's probably not going to happen at all. <laughs> I would say the same. Well, look, I don't need him to really like. I don't need a scene with him interacting with the support yeah. group. I get it. <laughs> this is all. This is all like kind of stuff that works in context. Being how Bakugo is like less of a fucking asshole these days, and he's like more open to help and and less prideful. So I, I buy it. I'm fine with it. I don't need to see him being like. I buy it. Can you make? Can you make me things? Because I need your help. I learned my lesson. And we I've can only do this I together. Help. <laughs> yeah. That's my art. It's more than that. It's it's more it's it's uh, you know, about pride, it's about, you know, humility, all that stuff. The stuff with the uh, support that all for one never learned. Yeah. But those those are all my thoughts. TBH. Um I thought it was a solid chapter. Um wished it was longer. I keep forgetting to put the solo cam on myself. I, I do it for you guys. I never do it for me. Um, but more Bakugo. 
Yeah, more Bakugo. There I am. Solo cam for the good ones. This is a good camera. I need to show it off more. Um, all right. Are you guys, uh, any rebuttals? Anything else you guys wanted to mention? More Bakugo. So happy for Kaminari. <laughs> He's powering the station, dude. I know. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Brian, anything? No. All right. I'm not going to feed into this. <laughs> That's good, Brian. You're learning. Let us move on. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck chapter 117, Forgive. Uh, color page. Pretty cool. Yeah, right? I always love me a color page. I'll tell you what. Uh, last we left off, Nico had his safe space destroyed completely. Um, so he gave, he gave up. <laughs> he was like, this sucks. And then he got, uh, completely taken over by the UMA known as Ghost. They had a cool Ghost Reaper saber, lightsaber battle thing where, um, Ghost's ability is he could like hack off bits of, uh, somebody's soul and make that part of their body immobile. Um, and, uh, Andy was actually losing. He was, he wasn't doing so hot. Um, after, no matter what he tried, uh, the ghost, uh, UMA would kind of like counter him at every turn. Uh, but Nico gained control of his body again and bought himself a few seconds to, uh, have Andy free Fuko and, uh, and, and deal a decisive blow, uh, against, uh, sh- against, uh, himself and, uh, the ghost UMA. Um, Josh, your camera disappeared. Yeah, sorry, I got a call. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah, Fuko's out floating towards Andy's, Fuko's ghost. They have like 10 seconds, uh, before ghost disappears and the rule, the concept of ghosts disappears from the earth forever and, uh, Fuko is gone. Like dead, dead. Like old fashioned dead. Um, so, you know. They uh Andy races over to give uh the soul back. He tries to like push it through the glass. Oh, Ghost is also mm-hmm. giving chase. Ghost is like, fuck, that's my f- special feast that I was saving. He tries to intercept uh Andy and Fuko, but uh the various souls uh of I guess um Nico's people uh hold him back um long enough for Andy to reach Fuko's uh cryogenic tube and try to free her but he can't get through but that's when miko uh nico's daughter shows up and unlocks the uh cryogenic tube and uh starts the thawing process um during that process we have uh andy putting fuko's soul back in and uh now that her soul is back in the thawing process begins uh, Miko starts crying because her dad is dying before her eyes, and yeah. she's like, "I'm sorry." But I she handled it like a like a gangster, though. Oh man, she she really rules in this. Uh, she's like, "I'm sorry that I wasn't able to save you. The pain and empty uh, the pain and emptiness you felt from losing Ma was just a void that was a void that I just couldn't fill on my own." And man, this this uh, really was man. sad. Where Miko, this was this was heavy, guys. This, I'm not gonna lie. This this was RGC, but I'm jumping a gun. Yeah, yeah. So it was only I between mean, two, but this is RGC for me, by the way. Yeah. So Miko starts like, you know, Nico starts like talking to his daughter. <laughs> they have very similar names. Um, Nico starts talking about how like, it's, you're wrong. I didn't. You could have felt the. You could have filled the hole that your mom left, but I was afraid and I was distant. Um, and I ran away. 
you know, and um, changing the shape of the hole that she left behind to fit you, letting myself forget her, I was too afraid to do either. And um, yeah, at that point, that's when he hears the words, well, them's the breaks. And he sees the souls of the science corps that died a while back, including his wife. And she says, I guess I was just too darn charming. Uh, very, very, oh my God. Uh, he was, it was, he's just like elated to see them. And he says like, you, and I bet you'll never forget it. Right. And he's like, that's right. I'm never going to forget. And, uh, her mom looks at her daughter and she's like, Miko, do you think she can handle it? And then in a two page, like following a two page spread, Miko's like, what are you talking about? She's our daughter. And then Fuko revives, as Nico says, she never makes mistakes. She doesn't make mistakes. Uh, and Fuko comes out and grabs Andy, gives him a hug, and she and Fuko's immediately crying. She's like, "Why did things turn out this way?" Because she could sense everything that was happening when she was just a ghost. Um, you know, she sensed the deaths of Rip and Latla. Um, yeah. and, you know, she was just like someone they. They just lost somebody who died unjustly, and all they ever wanted to do was save them. And there's these just like little misunderstandings that are causing nice people to die. Even Mister Nico, he's someone who shouldn't have to die. And uh, Andy's like, "You're right. Uh, I get it now. We're going to the loop, right?" Uh, and she's like, "But am I really the one for the job? Am I the one that can save everyone? What about Huiz or Billy? Isn't there anyone?" Who can go instead of me? Um, and that's when uh, this blood dragon thing bursts from the ground, holding Tatiana, uh, aka Untouchable, um, and uh, she starts shouting to, to to Fuko. She's like, "You've come back to life!" And um, she encourages Fuko to go down to the Ark and go through the loop, uh, because even Mister Billy said so that he that undead and unluck will negate destiny. Um, and she has faith that no matter what, they'll figure it out. And she does her untouchable move, uh, dispersing the big blood dragon thing. And you see in the little crater that was made uh, where the blood dragon sprung up from, you just see, uh, what's his face, Unruin down there being like, Unruin. you're pretty lucky, aren't you? Undead and unluck. And that's where the chapter ends. I mean, obviously, I guess yeah. RGC's from me and Josh at this point. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Josh, you go first. What were your thoughts on this week's chapter? Okay, so I already mentioned it earlier, but the emotional, um, the emotional impact between these characters that we've barely spent time with. I mean. The, I don't know much about his daughter. <laughs> you know, I remember seeing her prior in the in the series, but him telling her that, like, you know, like, I'm sorry that she was never enough, but, you know, to replace that. And, you know, to tell that to your child, that's, that they're going to take that, the, you know, they're going to take that the worst way. You know what I'm saying? At least at first. And for him to kind of just, rebound and say that really it was about me like i wasn't you know i wasn't allowing you to fill that void even though you was my daughter and you know he he, he took ownership for that and that's that's some crazy shit to be talking about in the manga man i wonder what this guy what the author's experience in his life 
that's what that's what this series makes me think about. Like, man, like I think about that a lot with other series, like the Chainsaw Man guy, like with all the biblical references in, in his um in his series. I'm like, wow, what what was your upbringing about? <laughs> you clearly reading the Bible. So anyway, um, yeah, I just it, this it really stood out to me the the emotion of this chapter, and then Fuko also kind of being emotional and then coming to terms and staying focused. It wasn't just her being un like, you know, unrationally upset, like ignoring the plan. She says like that. I understand we had like, it was important, but like, damn, this is fucked up. I think that's really cool about this series. They always, they always call out, you know, injustices or, you know, they take, they always, they always take people's feelings and, and, and thoughts and, and ideas into consideration, which is a shonen thing. I'm not saying that like it doesn't happen in other series, but it's such a core focus of this series. I mean, the only characters that don't have any real depth to, to the decisions they make are like the Umas because they're bound by rules. And I, and I think that's kind of the point, you know? And that's what makes this unruling guy really interesting. I mean, we already know he wants to be king of the negators or whatever and he's god's favorite son <laughs> lol um but um yeah i said lol because like jesus and he keeps reviving and jesus revived right uh anyway i, so. I didn't have to break that down something like that okay <laughs> um, yeah it's, this is this is just one of those chapters that like reminded me of the depth of the series High quality. I like the chapter. I wonder what's about to happen next. I don't think Tatiana's going to beat this guy. He's like in the crater just talking shit still after getting hit with her special move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems okay. Yeah, he seems alright. He'll be okay. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll get into my thoughts then. Uh, yeah, this was a really incredible chapter, I think. Um, every now and then I like read Undead and Luck, and it's like fun. It's a fun little series. I have a good time reading it all the time. And then we get a chapter like this that's like, whoa. This this was like pulled on my heartstrings in a weird way. I read this cat chapter a couple times just because of that little moment with Nico um talking about uh you know the uh the shape of the hole that his wife left in his heart that he couldn't fit with his daughter. Um it's it, that's such a like raw emotional scene and it's such a like a it felt very real and uh, relatable. It feels like something that somebody could go through, you know, like you lose the love of your life and you just don't let anybody in. And that's really what happened to Nico. Um, and it's not like she, he was like cold to his daughter. It seemed like they were close. They worked in the science division together, but, uh, I, there's probably a lot of like arm's length, uh, holding her at arm's length going, um, not really letting her in too close. Um, and, you know, it's a curse of his negation, too, that he can never forget things that he just can't forget his wife, you know. So that's, like, always replaying in his head. He, he can't move on. It's, like, his his inability to forget things is just, like, his inability to move on as well. Because when you can't forget the very moment that you've lost someone, like, you lost your wife, it's crazy. I can't imagine, like, how painful that is. And Nico... But we've seen him like throughout the series, but like I, I've, it, it's so funny how he's able to make us 
like really understand these characters as if we've been following them very closely for the last 100 chapters. Um, it's it's a it's a really crazy skill he has. Uh, Tezuka, I think his name is the uh, mangaka for this. Uh, Tozuka. Uh, so yeah, this was a great chapter. One of my favorite chapters of the series. I feel like I say that every other week um, that this is like the best chapter, but like I feel like Undead Unluck is a series that gets better week by week and in a way where he's like very secure to explore these ideas because there's there's moments where Undead Unluck moves really quickly Um, but when it slows down and it really he's really allowed to just kind of like explore these characters they're so great and um, yeah this 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 chapter will stick to me Um, I want to read it again before like next week because this is pretty crazy Uh, I love that little those last those couple pages are probably like one of my favorite moments in manga of the year um so far at least yeah you know um it was just so fucking sad it it was like god damn this is the most this is one of the more raw things i've ever read um andy's andy's face looking at them yeah like looking at fuko as she's like breaking down about what's happened he's just like jesus what can i say yeah yeah, I mean, Andy has had to cut down his friends up to this point, and I think he's like more—he's like sad about it, obviously. But he's—he's uh, he's already moved past that point where he's kind of already accepted that this is what he has to do, and Fuko hasn't gotten there yet. Um, and it's going to be harder for Fuko. He's being patient, mm-hmm. like he's—he's he's being patient with her. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's just great technique. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like searching for things. I think about this a lot when we do this podcast where, like, with the lesser... I'll just say this. The less popular series, like Undead Unluck and even Black Clover sometimes, right? I really search for things, and then I say, maybe when it comes to My Hero Academia, I overlook small details like this. And I don't know. I'm not going to say I don't do it. Maybe you guys could call me out on it if y'all, you know, if you want anybody listening. Y'all know... If y'all think I have some type of bias, go ahead. But I really, I just think that this series makes a point of it mm-hmm. and executes it well to show the emotional burdens and 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 the repercussions um, of what happens to these characters. I mean, the way he's been doing it in such a rushed way as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, his characters we haven't even met. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, we didn't know anything really about Nico up to this point. Uh, and every character, you know, every arc focuses on a different Union character. I don't know if it's whether, if that was like by design or because of Tozuka just like having this weird pacing with the story, whether it's in or out of his control or not. But um, whenever we get, this is like probably the best like single character arc, like for a supporting character in the series. Um but I loved it, and um, I also can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, we're getting closer to the arc, I guess. He's going to have to get there eventually. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able right. to beat Seal or Unruin. He's just going to have to make a break for the goddamn arc and get out of there. Um, because it doesn't matter. I, I don't think he has to beat them. He has to go back in time. So we'll have to see. Um, but really, really good chapter of the week, obviously. Um, great chapter overall. Was that a big uh, fireworks explosion? Yeah. yeah. You hear that? Yeah. I'm wondering if you guys could, if uh, my mic's There's one, one near me, too, that just went off. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I definitely heard it by me. 
uh all right well that being said um do we do you have any more thoughts josh any rebuttals Nah, that's it i'm ready to move on all right let's uh go boruto uh this are we doing boruto first yeah why not okay Let's do Boruto first, I guess. This is uh, we're starting with chapter four, uh, seventy-one. Uh, we didn't cover seventy, but um, I, I remember what happened, so I'll give a uh, a quick recap. Um, and basically, uh, Shikamaru had offered Ada uh, a uh, a place in Konoha in exchange for them not killing Amato and uh, killing everybody in the village. So you know that whole chapter was just kind of like a weird negotiation process for everyone there. Ada was genuinely considering staying in Konoha. Code was like, fuck, shit, no, stay, don't, don't go, don't stay here. I'm fucked if you leave. Um, but yeah, so it was that whole thing. Um, eventually Code basically forces, uh, a move on uh, at some point where Amato, he pushes Amato through his weird, uh, belt portal thing, his claw marks. Um, and Ada just goes with him and is just like, all right, I guess I'm leaving for now. Um, and uh, at that point, Amato is briefly tortured by Code uh, before briefly tortured. briefly tortured before Amato sings the uh, the fucking uh, secret words like a bird to like free Amato of his restriction. Uh, not free Amato, free uh, Code of his restrictions and give him his full. Uh, unmitigated abilities and um at that point it's important to note that at that moment code thought that he couldn't lose to anyone uh he said it, it feels nice to, to that is what he says yeah he says it feels nice to feel like you can't lose to nobody so keep that in mind <laughs> for what happens next um but yeah um at that point he's he just turns over to amato and is like to thank you for uh for freeing me uh, i guess i'm gonna kill you now and that's where this chapter picks up. Uh, we have uh, Code going in for the kill. And uh, that's when Amato goes, Ada, a word. It's about Kawaki. And uh, Ada stops uh, Code in his tracks before he can deal the finishing blow. And she's like, yes, what about Kawaki? And uh, Amato explains that Kawaki is, in fact, uh, Amato's ace up his sleeve. Uh, he's kind of like a bargaining chip that he's using against Konoha, whether... Uh, so they don't kill him or don't abandon him. Um, and Code is like, ignore him. He's just bluffing. And she's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm talking to a motto right now. And Code is annoyed. Uh, he's just like, this is stupid. You're going to fucking buy his shit? And he's just like, I'm telling you not to interfere. So, you know, uh, Code is like, man, fuck you. I'm going to kill him anyway. He's on my, he's on my retribution right. list. And uh, man, that's mind about that at all. Yeah, that's when the fucking savagery happens. Uh, she calls upon Daemon. Daemon pulls up and just like holds like his mouth and his hand. He's like, "Hey, now, don't get carried away." Code tries to counter against uh, Daemon, but then the cuts appear on his head because, uh, as we know, Daemon's ability kind of like reverses uh, any, I guess, like killing blow that anybody would deal to him onto them as well so i guess if right. in theory you, if you want to kill him you'll end up also killing yourself um so yeah code just gets away for a minute <laughs> he uses claw marks flies away 
And uh, Damon <laughs> tells him to come down here, chicken bastard. And it's like, God damn. Um, chicken bastard. That's what he called him. Yo, this kid's a dog. <laughs> um, so. Right. This. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So Ada is just like, I'm warning you. If you end up being a fucking hindrance to us, I'm. I'll have. I'll have you disposed. Um, <laughs> I love Code's reaction. He's like. A hindrance me <laughs> what the fuck is happening I, I you're like, kidding right <laughs> yeah code must feel like he's taking crazy pills right now he is so vexed it's crazy um and um it, amato starts talking his shit he's like do you not understand it has got an invite from konoha now she has an opportunity to get close to kawaki if you keep if she keeps associating with you, she'll ruin this chance. How are you not a hindrance? Uh, a code loses it. He just runs towards straight Amato, um, and Damon pulls up. Are you are you stupid? <laughs> are you stupid? Force pushes him away, I guess. <laughs> and um, yeah, he basically is just like, if Big says says don't, then stop doing it. You know, or else I'm gonna kill you, dude. Um, and uh, we cut back to Konoha briefly. Uh, Naruto gets basically briefed on the situation. Uh, Ka- uh, Shikamaru uh, informs him of the uh, abilities of Ada that you become enchanted by her, no matter who you are. Um, and uh, Shikamaru mentions that, like, I don't know if she's a cyborg or what, but Amato mentioned before that there are cyborgs who who were scrapped uh, that were uh, very much stronger than Jigen. So Ada is probably one of them. Um, he also, they also brief him on, uh, Daemon, who Code used to, uh, counter an attack of some sort. I remember that scene for the most part. And we cut over back to the battle between Code and Daemon. Uh, before you cut ahead, I'd like to point out that when, um, when the three of them learn about, <coughs> excuse me, guys. When they learn about um, Ada's ability of attraction, Naruto and Boruto are like, whoa, that's crazy. But you see Sasuke in the background just like, mm. he's not phased by it. Because there's only one person he'll ever have a full love and attraction for. And that's the seventh Hokage, Naruto. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'll be on try He doesn't even love his daughter. Yeah. He definitely does not. Whatever, I don't know how she came to existence. Sakura got very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, anyway. but anyway. Yeah, Daemon is just standing between him and Ada, uh, Code and Ada. And um, Code is like, yo, move your boy. He's acting weird. Uh, <laughs> your boy's acting, acting weird. real weird. Something. <laughs> Something's going something on. Weird. And uh, Ada's like, well. I mean, you know, uh, let's let's like let's call the whole thing off. Call it a day. Time to end this. Uh, you know, let's go our separate ways. Why don't we? Uh, and Code's like, no, but I I love you from the bottom of my heart. Don't you still need my power? And she's like, nah. I got Daemon. He's pretty strong. He's stronger than you. Um, yeah, this little boy. Yeah, this little boy is stronger than you. Um, so. At that point, Code takes that personally, and he's like, well, all right, Daemon, let's fucking go. Let's go, bro. Let's fucking do it, bro. Um, 
And you know, Dan was like, what? <laughs> he said, you're losing it. <laughs> he can't it. believe it. He said, you're losing it, dude. <laughs> I like how he smiles because, like, you know, this was – he. They have been acting, they've been talking him up this whole time since he's been introduced, you know, and we already know his power is crazy. He can reverse mm-hmm. your attacks against you, but just the, the amount of, of swagger and confidence this, this child has, you know, <laughs> you know so I'm, it's cool. Like, all right, like we're about to see him try to back it up because Cole got his limit unlocked and all of that now. Yeah. He said, I feel, yeah. Remember what he said earlier, right? Yeah. He's got like, Star defensive player energy. <laughs> he said, "All right, let's go, bro. I love it." Right. Um. So yeah, at that point, that's when Bug, the weird servant man that they have around, uh, yells out that uh, Daemon's ability only works when he's touching others with his hands. So he can't just do it. Uh, he needs to be touching someone in order to, to activate his ability. Um. And uh, yeah, he snitched big time. So he's like, "All right, cool." Now that Code knows, he could probably win now, you know? Uh, so Code's like, all right, bet. And he goes to attack, but uh, Daemon just fucking stomps his ass, embarrasses him. He like... Oh, man. Oof. I felt bad for Code. I was like, yikes, dude. Bro, he says, you said earlier that you felt like you couldn't lose to anyone or something like that. He said... <laughs> that was hilarious. And Bro. you know, you know, he was thinking about that. The fact that he had that on his mind still, like, oh yeah, I, when you said that shit, I wanted to check you on it. But we was in a situation. But now, I'm gonna, yeah, now I'm gonna show you what time it is. Yo, you know, yeah. I love it. Yeah, so good. Uh, kicks the shit so, out yeah, of him. Yeah, just needs to destroy him. Yeah, and he says, "You do seem stronger than Jigen, so neither Hokage or Uchiha should be trouble." But that's all. Who second or third doesn't matter to number one? Me. Yeah. This kid's a beast, and I love it. <laughs> he is. And the old guy, Buck, he's like, damn it. He's like, oh, my Don't God. Go no bite. He said, Code ain't <laughs> shit, dude. Code fucking sucks. <laughs> and he does. Code sucks. He, he's got a bite. It's just that Damon's way stronger. Bro, for no he made, he like, was, what? No, 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 no. Code was talking mad shit about his ultimate form. How he was like, I would he never was. lose to nobody if I got this I form. Feel like I can't lose to anybody. Yo, he was so confident. He was so, like, it's over for Konoha. I'll take that whole village down myself. It's done. Konoha. Konoha. And uh, Kanoa. yeah, then he just got backed up by this little boy and uh, he teleports with bug. He uh, Ada's like running away. That's fine. I won't chase after you, but uh, I can see everything. So if I have to, I'll find you and I'll kill you. And uh, code mentions that he, yo, I have a mission to cultivate a divine tree and obtain its chakra fruit and become an Otsusuke. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that shit. And once you're, once I'm an Otsusuke, your ability won't affect me, and then I'll know my real feelings towards you, whether I want to love you or kill you. Um, Daemon immediately springs into action, tries to kick him one more time, uh, but uh, uh, Code uses his claw marks to get away. Um, and uh, Ada turns over to Amato. He's like, damn, that was crazy how you pulled that off. Not only did you manage to survive that crisis, you man- but you artfully managed to separate Code and I as well. Uh, and she's like, and he's like, ah, come on! You thought it would be a good opportunity to cut off code. 
That's why you stood up for me. So, you know, we were doing the same thing, basically. Um, so Amato continues to explain uh, that that thing he said about Kawaki being the ace up his sleeve is no bluff. Um, so he says that uh, Kawaki has regained his karma and simultaneously inherited Ishiki's ability. So his powers are going to keep getting stronger and stronger. And as of right now, there's no one in Konoha who can fight Kawaki <laughs> at this point. What? Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody in Konoha who can take on no Kawaki's way. power, including the Hokage. Except for me. Not even Sasuke? Not even Sasuke. Sasuke is down an eye. And yeah, they're they're both oh, nerfed. Yeah. They both got nerfed, so Yeah, they got nerfed big time. Which <laughs> I think was a smart they did they did this whole thing smart. I sure. Think. Uh I hate give it. Them props. I hate they, it, but it's smart. Yeah, I love them, don't get me wrong, but this is a great way to get the mute next generation involved, you know? Like to to keep kind of making it phasing out Naruto and Sasuke and buffing in the the new guys. But that's all I'm so here I think, for. I think this is good. <laughs> I'm here for Naruto and Sasuke and Rock Lee. <laughs> anyway. Uh so yeah, he uh, Amato mentions that like uh he's also got uh He's got an ace up his sleeve. He's planted something inside Kawaki. He has a unique emergency shutdown command code that only he can use. And that's the big trump card he has. He has... So, basically, he's rely- He's making the villages, not only Konoha, but the villages of the world, rely on him to keep Kawaki under, uh, you know, under control using these, uh, using this emergency shutdown command, um... And uh, Ada's like, wow, you really are just profiting from a problem you created yourself. Pretty good. Um, but he's like, why, did you, why didn't you do that to begin with, though? You just put that in, but why didn't you originally have it? And uh, it's because Jigen forgave it because he was going to take over that body. So why would he want somebody to have a command code that would shut him down? Um, but that's when she's like, well, Damon's here and he's pretty damn fucking strong and he could probably beat Kawaki if he really tried. So, you know, why do I need you? And he's like, well, you have a point, but the shutdown function is just insurance to protect my standing in the village. And his real objective is different. And, Kawak- and Kawaki's karma is necessary to achieve uh, to achieve this. And uh, she, tells, she tells him to spill it or she'll kill him. And he's like, well, I'll talk about it, but we have to go to Konoha because I also have to tell them what it is as well. Uh so should you accept uh you should accept shikamaru's offer because then you get to build a relationship with konoha and we'll be all good you know we'll just have a home you know and we'll be continuing our work um he mentions that he'll mediate uh the 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 move to konoha and yeah we don't know what ada says but i imagine she's gonna say yeah and then we cut to i guess uh outside of the village where code has emerged and Bug is like, why'd you bring me here? He's like, I was rescuing you. Do you did you want to die? And he's like, man, I'm still in, I'm still in the goddamn crossfires here. I'm in it. I'm gonna have a shitty life now. Um, but yeah, he's basically like, oh, I hate Kawaki. He ruins everything. He takes everything I've ever wanted. The Ishiki power, the fucking Ada. Mm, I'll get him next time, Gadget. Next time. And that's when the next chapter time. ends, basically. Uh, so yeah, Josh, what did you think about Boruto? Um, 
it was this was a lot happened a lot like the plot really progressed between the last like two three chapters um a lot of fighting a lot of almost deaths a lot of twists and turns but um overall i kind of like how this has been resolved how um ada and and you know the boy and amato right that's his name yeah amato right um you know they're gonna join the village and i was just thinking how cool it would be if that kid went around fighting some of the other kids like to try to get them stronger something like that but i'm not gonna count on that happening yeah um the child cyborg meaning but um yeah code's a little annoying i mean he is a psycho even damon called him a psycho and he is he's just crazy he's kind of a stupid villain but i'm gonna I'm not going to put too much stock into that one way or another. Yeah. I want, you know, uh, it was an okay chapter. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what did you think? Um, I agree. Code is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Code is, code is, he kind of feels like a filler villain, you know, he kind of feels like he's just there to be there. Um, but everything else surrounding code in this chapter is pretty pretty good. I like the the more um the more intrigue parts of Naruto right now of Borto, you know, when it comes to like outsmarting your opponent instead of just blasting them. Um I feel like having like anti-chakra enemies was a really good push for the series. Like it was a good way to like bring the series down to its roots. Uh, where it's more, you know, grounded and um, it gives more room for other people to be involved, not just blasty, blasty, oh, giant megazord kind of shit. Um, now people have to actually like use their fists and use their brains and use their character to um, get out of situations. So, um, I don't think I've said it before, but I really fucking respect the Boruto manga. I really fucking respect this series for what it's doing with uh as a continuation of naruto like it's it's kind of saved a lot of what the original naruto was lacking towards the end and i kind of hope that they just keep on do going down this course where um they bring in characters and have them uh actually do stuff you know actually live up to her name when was the last time we had shiku maru doing something fucking cool you know like this is fucking awesome um i like and it's so cool to have people you know trying to figure each other out like to chess match you know so give me more of this shit man I i fucking love boruto for what they're doing um whether it's but it's also a risk because a lot of this series is uh weight is held up by the former cast right now just because a lot of the kids don't really have a lot of fle- a lot fleshed out yet so um if they don't you know get this shit figured out they're kind of screwed yeah so if Kawaki's been holding it down he's the strongest in the village yeah Kawa- but we need more of the kids involved we need like actual other characters. I'm talking about in Kanoha. I need to see more of like the other kids in other squads, you know? That that would be sick. Yeah, like Metal Lee. Yeah, like I want them to to uh do Rock Lee justice 
and at least give his really. kid some some shine some shine you know yeah i mean i'll tell yeah. you yeah we don't watch the anime because i know there's like a weird there's like probably arcs revolved around these characters more in the anime because there's more content about this series in there but oh there's more they have like filler for it and stuff i guess yeah if you want to call it it's yeah they like, do Konohamaru has yes, some really fucking like awesome that. moments in the manga. I mean, in the anime too, like some really well animated, cool shit. Konohamaru? Mm-hmm. yeah, Konohamaru. Konohamaru nice. is a lot more active in the in the anime, like yeah, twenty times too. more active in the anime than in the manga. It's actually insane. Yeah, I've seen that a little bit too. That is dope. Like he's he, actually a character. <laughs> he has. I think he has like Azuma's like weird uh, knife blade fist yeah he has a knife blade he has his rasengan is fucking wild like just nice i need to see more of this stuff yeah and that's what i like because um the anime the anime of boruto as well even though it's not perfect like by any means it does take some uh creative like differences and it kind of it either adds to it or it doesn't and for the most part it's really fucking succeeded in doing some really cool shit that the manga didn't do. So I'd say check out the manga for specific, the anime for specific things, you know, like big fights, um, that sort of stuff. There's some filler arcs that are kind of decent. I haven't watched them, but I've heard of them. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the Boruto anime. Um, but from my, from what I see, they do like focus more on different characters in that. And you get more fleshed out, like versions of characters in that than in the manga. But I don't know. Maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll watch it. Um, I I I actually really like this chapter a lot. Uh, I find myself like in and out on Boruto. You know what I mean? Like I'm like one day I'm like this is pretty great, and others I'm like all right, all right this is okay, I guess. Um, I just uh. It is like kind of jarring, you know, that this is this weird android saga to Boruto, I feel like where they're literally fighting cyborgs and robots and shit and aliens and whatnot. Uh, this is very much. Don't forget Delta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I it, it is weird to see Boruto go through something of an identity crisis, I feel. Um, but it's not. No, this is Samurai 8's failure seeping through. No, no. <laughs> I think Boruto's solid. Because it's space space. My maybe, I mean it was it was space based before Samurai Eight was technically. Maybe there were Ochotuki. There's an Ochotuki planet in Samurai Eight. Maybe, maybe it's revealed to be like a prequel to Naruto in the end, just like um, Fire Force was apparently a prequel to Soul Eater. Who would have known? Yeah, not me because I didn't watch the series. It's all. I heard Fire Force was mid though. I wasn't crazy about it. I liked it, but, you know, I wasn't, like, invested OD, you know? Soul Eater is better, I think. But that's neither here nor here. <laughs> there. Um, back to my thoughts, I guess. Um, I, I love the stuff with... I agree with Brian. I'm right there with you with the intrigue. The th- Amato is, like, one of the char- one of the newer characters that's, like, carrying the series. Him and Kawaki um, are really, like, kind of the most interesting of, like, the cast that aren't the original, the OG Naruto characters, I think. Um, I, I'm hoping to get a little bit more out of Boruto. We, I feel like we've started to get underneath like the surface of his character a little more. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I like this chapter. I like how cool, you know, like it feels like I'm, it makes me interested to see what's next. Uh, the little teases that they give. I really want to know what Amato's real objective is with all of these robots that he's been making and, uh, and, uh, the reinstating the karma within Kawaki. So, uh, I'm in, but you know, it, Borto's a very up and down roller coaster for me, um, for various reasons. But, uh, this was an upper. This was a, a, a pretty good one. Uh, and I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have much else to say about Boruto. Uh, any rebuttals? Anything else? All right. With that being said, Shigadai. die. <laughs> Let's move onward. Dragon Ball Super. This is Dragon Ball Super chapter 85 to each his own answer. Last we left off, uh, Gas came back to the planet and uh, both Goku and uh, Vegeta went into their Ultra Instinct, Ultra Ego forms um, and uh, started fighting him. Uh, Vegeta's getting his ass whooped, but that's part of his ability is that he absorbs yeah. damage and um, and, ma- and it makes him stronger, which what a more I-, I can't imagine a more fitting ability for Vegeta. Then getting my ass whooped gives me power. <laughs> I can't. It's almost perfect. Thing. It's so perfect uh, because it almost always guarantees he's going to lose because the ass whoopings will out it will always be more severe than the ability that he will gain from them. Uh, All right, let me let me ask you guys something real quick. Doesn't this feel kind of cucky? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. how so this doesn't feel kind of cucky to you what do you mean how do no. you say that <laughs> <laughs> it feels like vegeta's kind of just it's like it like this uh, this power is kind of similar to to like somebody getting cucked like oh yeah <laughs> i'm part of this battle but I'm going to be here for a little bit, but you can beat me up. <laughs> I feel like Toriyama's I'm just... I'm going to finish this fight, but I'll be here to get my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, Toriyama's just like kind of dropped the pretense and is just like, from now on, Vegeta will only get his ass beat. I'm not even trying to hide it anymore. His job is... Exclusively. His job is to get his ass beat and nothing else. Um, so that Goku could just sit back and, and figure out his own power in a not ass beaty way. Um, and discover and think about life. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea he's going for, but the fact that Vegeta will not outlast the beating he takes to show off in any cool way. You know, it's kind of like Fat Gum. That one moment in My Hero Academia where he's just like taking all the hits and only to give mm-hmm. this one big hit back that basically defeats everyone in the nick of time. Yeah. There's none of that for Vegeta, it seems. So... He's just getting his ass whooped so he can fight more, but he's retaining the damage in a very real way. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, it, it's kind of like a cage that Toriyama's built Vegeta in. And maybe, you know, maybe this is just something that uh, will be improved upon later. Uh, I I don't know. But right now, yes. He's still in the process. I, right now, yes. I guess it it is kind of cucky. <laughs> in the edgelord Bryonian sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can all agree that was pretty cucky. Uh, this is a pretty cucky ability right here. Hey, I don't love it for Vegeta. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, he gets his ass whooped for like 50 pages, it feels like. Um, and he just turns over to Kakarai. He's like, see, 
I figured my ability back. Ow! Oh, fuck. See, I'm all cooked up. Look at how cooked I am. What about you? Your power, <laughs> your power isn't any different. He's just throwing up everywhere. Your power isn't nearly as cooky as mine. Just, what are you gonna do? Not nearly. I've, I've unleashed my true power. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> What are you going to do? I've gotten stronger, Kakarot. And Goku's like, oh, I guess I can figure out my power while you get your ass whooping. Uh, Goku falls back. He does this weird shield thing because he can do that, apparently. And Vegeta continues to get his ass beat for a couple more pages. Uh, Dude, he falls like on his head and his legs swing back. It's not a good time for Vegeta. And uh, he goes to for one more attack, and he just faints. Uh, I'll give him one of these. <laughs> He's done. Uh, so, at that point, that's when gas materializes a gigantic dagger, and is like, I will stab you now, because your powers are dumb. And he's he stabs downward, but Goku's cool ultra instinct shield that prevents ass whoopings uh, pulls up. And uh, he telekinetically grabs Vegeta in the shield and uh, brings him down to his level. Pretty cool for Gohan, Goku. Uh, embarrassing for Vegeta, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we learned that Ultra Instinct is cool. Every time an arc finishes, we find out Ultra Instinct is cooler than we thought. Uh, not only that, it is definitively cooler than Vegeta's ability at all times. <laughs> Every time, go Goku at the end of the last arc. Yo, I'm a. I could go into a Megazord. Yeah, I can. Vegeta's create... like, oh, I could get my ass beat. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can create a gigantic Goku construct that fucks everything up, even planets. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, my ass could get beat, and it makes me stronger, but I won't live to see it. Hey, Vegeta, look, my new form has m- several new forms within it. <laughs> I can make shields. <laughs> Just wait until I put Super Saiyan into this thing. <laughs> yeah. Vegeta's like, yeah, I, I have to stop asking y'all about like how, like what form is this? Because I see they're just making them up on the fly. And there's really no <laughs> point that. Okay. So categorized them. Brian, forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't. Is this like shield thing supposed to be like an extension of his weird Goku construct that he did in the last arc? Kind of. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like this Ultra Instinct is like a completely new thing. It's like on the angel side of a uh, of a uh, power of the power side of things. Yeah. So we don't know much about this uh, this form at all. We're kind of learning it as Goku learns it. And so far, what he has done is make a Megazord. And now it looks like he can do um, whatever the fuck he just did with Vegeta. So, you Um, know, after that whole thing, Goku's like, all right, I guess I'm a fight now. And um, at first I thought he went into his like Super Saiyan God form. But is this like mm -hmm. the Ultra Instinct Sigma thing, Brian? Because they look very similar. No idea. It's so it looks more similar to the Omen form, which is like the basic like Ultra Instinct form, not the mastered. Right. That's what I thought it was. Um, so it looks similar to that, but um, it's it also looks it's just not. like Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. 
Oh, no, it's yeah. just regular Super Saiyan God. Yeah, it looks like regular Super Saiyan God as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Goku's in this form, whatever it is. Uh, and he said, and, uh, Gas is like, wait, you didn't go into your silver hair form. Isn't that your strongest form? And he's like, yeah, but with that form, I can't, like, use my emotions to give me power. But uh, in this mm. form, I can. And, uh, yeah, Gas goes for it. They do a dual exchange. Uh, Goku punches the temple teeth off of fucking Gas. Sends him flying. Oh, no. He, does he send him flying? Or he just creates a he big crater. He fucking body. <laughs> yeah, he got hit super duper hard as opposed to the super hard that uh, this guy has been dishing out. And um, Right, right. Goku continues to sh- like trounce him. You know, it's it's standard Goku shit. Uh, Gas is pissed off because he's like, I sacrificed my pride to be the strongest warrior in the world. A Cretan like you could never hope to, to surpass me. And then um, mm. Goku He doesn't just, know who he's talking to. Yeah, Goku grabs one of uh, Gas's own constructs, I think, and then just uses it back on him. Is like, make it disappear, dude. It's your thing. Um, but then Goku kicks him in his chest and sends him flying across the whole fucking battlefield. And uh, he's having a rough time of it. Uh, Elec pulls up and he's like, what are you doing, Gas? Why did I make you into the strongest univer- uh, fighter in the universe? He's like, to elevate the heaters to the universe's gr- greatest organization. He's like, what do you got to do to do that? Wrong. He says, correct. And what do you have to do that? Must kill Saiyans. He's like, no, you got to kill Frieza. What the fuck, bro? Are you stupid? <laughs> they don't know he's dead already? No, Frieza's still alive. Oh, you haven't. You're not caught up on Super. Frieza's back. Yeah, Frieza's been back. Yeah, Frieza's been back for he's a while. Gold, right? Yeah, that's he's, his gold form. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah definitely a, a bad guy still. Yes, he's still a, he's still a huge asshole. Yes, he helped them in the tournament of power, but only because he had to. Because if he didn't, yeah, only because he had to, he had no choice. Yeah, so he, he's the anti hero. No, he's a bad guy. He hates. Not yeah, he's definitely a bad guy. Up. No, he's straight up a bad okay. guy. He only helped them that one time. Because, there was no redemption at all. No. No, he's uh, in Broly. He's pretty funny because he gets his ass beat for being a huge dick the whole time. Uh, he gets a really good come up in scene in Broly that I really uh, that I find really funny. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, he just keeps like he gives him like his angry speech. It's like you gotta get angry, get angry, Rock. <laughs> he does like that Rocky scene almost. Um, and Goku's like, "Hey, man, he's done. Just stop." Making him fight. He's like holding his head, fucking shaking him, like, get your shit together. He's like exacerbating his CTE that he's already gotten. He's like, wake up! Wake up! Uh, He exacerbated the CTE. (laughs) Uh, Goku's just like, hey, man, come on. (laughs) He's done. Why why are you making him fight still? He's like, shut up, Saiyan. There won't be a next time for gas. Um, and he's like, what do you mean? And then there's just this big explosion of power. Gas looks super duper old. And um, he's like, whoa, what's up with your face, Rude? Uh, Alec is like, I think you see I think you see what I mean. Uh, and uh, that's where the chapter ends. <laughs> uh, he turned old. Yeah. Josh, what do you think? This was an interesting chapter. I really thought Vegeta was about to make something happen, maybe support him hmm. and help him win. But now it's looking like Goku's going to save the day again. 
<laughs> this new mode, I don't understand what it is. I guess he looks like his dad. That's the. <laughs> I guess that, I guess that's the thing. Um, yeah, I know how I feel about well, you know, the Dragon Ball. I don't take it too uh, serious. Um, I'm just surprised that Goku started beating him up out of nowhere. But he, they kept working hard and getting better while he was still the same level. But it looks like he's about to unlock an old age wisdom form. I don't know. He look, he looks like a mummy. He looks like he's been through. A really hard life. <laughs> it's At least not life. Forty years of labor. Yeah. Forty years of labor. labor. Yeah. Well, were those all your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gas is old. <laughs> Gas looks <Yeah>. old. <laughs> I mean, I said a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I thought. I wanted Vegeta to have this, but I guess not. Never. I mean, I'm, I've given up hope, dude. I guess not. Maybe he'll get up and shoot a blast at him at the end. <laughs> Maybe. Like against Cell. He they, get, yeah, Vegeta got the assist against Cell. No, it was Boo. Gohan didn't it? do that on his own. Wasn't it Boo? No, he did it against Cell. No. You're, right. You're right. It was Cell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Is it Vegeta? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, in, in, English dub is better. I don't care. I think most people would agree. On Dragon Ball would have to be one of the more one beloved like beloved dubs. Yeah, it has to be. Beloved dubs. It was it was the dub of our childhood. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that's fun to say, beloved. Unless you count Power Rangers. What? No, beloved that's dub. not a dub. It's not? No, they had actors. Isn't it Japanese? Well, no, it's a, it's guess... an American spin-off. It's an American version of well, uh, Super Sentai. They used the they used the Power Rangers footage that was shot in Japan, but the scenes where they were out of their suits were them were reshoots. They lay they wow. created original. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, they created original material in between these original Sentai that footage. Oh. I'm, you know what? That makes sense now. Now, now oh. I remember. It all makes sense. Did you guys not know this for real? <laughs> I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. I uh, didn't think about that. I'm like... My mind is blown. Whoa. <laughs> that was a big bomb and all the firecrackers that went off. Yeah. Anyway. With all your thoughts, Josh, do you want to... Josh? Yep, those are my thoughts. No, I'm here. All right. Uh, Brian, I'm what still you... stunned. <laughs> Brian, what did you think? I think that this chapter was interesting. It was definitely it was definitely something. Um, I'm starting to get <laughs> sick of Ultra Instinct a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. A little bit? A little bit? Yeah, I am starting to get sick of this of this uh of this fucking power. Just because it's proving to be a little too fucking versatile for its own good. Like, yeah, it's got many applications. It's 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 getting a little too good. So I kind of want. I was kind of hoping that they were leaning towards Vegeta being able to have like a competitive power to it, but no, no, it's not competitive at all. This ability is uh, twenty <laughs> times better than Vegeta's, and 
and they still haven't combined Super Saiyan into it as well. So it's it's there. It the surface for this ability is still very fucking low. Like the the sky is the limit. Vegeta is 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 officially out of the series. I think there's nothing Vegeta can do to catch up to Goku for the rest of the series. What he's Maybe just supposed to get, get his beat. That's it. That's that's their idea. That's their plan. Maybe he'll get a buff to where he he heals the damage he the damage he deals out heals himself, but he still retains all the strength from the damage he gets. I, I don't mean, know. That has to be the only uh, way they make this power cool. Because <laughs> this was embarrassing, <laughs> and it feels how like embarrassing. It feels like, kind of rough. It feels like every time we're like Vegeta may have this one. Toriyama hears this and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna put a stop <laughs> to it, guys. He's never gonna get a moment where he's cool. <laughs> He's never gonna like, get. Oh, yeah, still ain't learned. Bet. All right, I have to. I, I guess I have to say it. I have to really spell it out. Vegeta only exists to get his ass whooped <laughs> to buy time for Goku to figure something out. That's this is his reminder to us. <laughs> You're feeling right. hope. You're feeling hope I that got, Vegeta I, will be strong. I mean, in all honesty, I I thank him for that. I mean, it's responsible because I don't want to go arc to arc being like this. May be the time Vegeta actually gets to do something. Uh, and not get his ass beat. But now we got further clarification. No, he will get his ass beat. Most guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, were those all your thoughts, Brian? Do you have uh, any final reports? Yeah, that's all my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, aside from, I guess, the, all the fun we're having with Vegeta's dumbass power, I'm having a good time mm-hmm. with... Dra- I, I guess I like these chapters fine. I don't love the retconning of Bardock to making him kind of like a solid dude because he wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't, uh, the record is problem. I mean, you know, he was, he was a fucking genocidal guy. He was like taking part in destroying planets. Yeah, but no, that was the Saiyan way. That wasn't his way. (laughs) I mean, even in the original Bardock. He was born into that culture. Yeah. That's, that was his culture. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. I liked original Bardock's story. It's just like, they changed it. It's like, he wasn't such a bad guy after all. And I think it's more interesting that if he wasn't, because that would make Goku's right. like change all the more meaningful. The whole point of Goku is that he was like kind of a break in that cycle for this alien race, I guess. Um, but now it turns out there were a lot of people like Goku probably in the Saiyan race where they were just like solid folks, which I guess like, I don't know. It, it is weird. Anyway, uh, this chapter in particular was like weird. I, I'm not going to... We've already said enough. Ultra Instinct is weird. I, I like the idea of Ultra Weirdo. Instincts. You know, like the idea of making Goku this cool Zen warrior type of guy. I think that's really fitting for him uh, in a lot in a in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, there is uh, a lot of looseness, uh, and Vegeta really gets the shaft on his abilities. So you know, I'm not crazy about it. I don't know. We'll have to see how this story develops, but. Yeah, it was an okay chapter. I, outside of uh, finding the funny in it, <laughs> where just the cuckiness of it yeah. all, as Brian would say, uh, is very funny and entertaining. The cuckiness of it all. But yeah, I don't really have much else to say about Dragon Ball Super. This was like a- I mean, we were shitting on we were shitting on the instinct, but I thought Goku washing him up was pretty nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's always cool to see Goku washing someone. And the cool telekinesis thing, you know, like the cool like 
force shield movement was cool. But, you know, that's all it is. It's like on the surface, cool. Uh, I'm not getting really what I wanted an Ultra Instinct in terms of like, I guess like the idea of Ultra Ego and Ultra Instinct being like dueling philosophies uh, in fight, in like fighting style form. That's what I was like looking for more, more, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a real balance between the two. And that's what like kind of takes away from it. But that's all I got to say. We got to move on if you guys are ready. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. World Trigger. This is World Trigger Chapter 223. Uh, the Away Mission uh, Test Part 21. I can't believe it's, only, it's been 21 chapters this whole time. It feels like shorter. Uh, since it's come back? No, since like the Away Mission Test started. It's been a long. Oh, it's been wow. longer than that since it's come back. It came back in 2018. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, right when we started. Um. I'll, okay. So a lot of this chapter is dialogue. Uh. So I'll give like a little bit of a Cliff Notes version. Uh. Basically. Uh. Oki from uh, Ikoma Squad. I remember that now because I'm almost done with my reread of World Trigger. I remember where everybody goes and everybody's squad. Um. Nice. And Oki, it makes now that I think about it, it makes sense that Oki would know this because Oki is on Mizukami's squad. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, they, he basically reveals that he thinks that Mizukami is doing the battle sims all by himself. Uh, and Osamu's like, "Whoa, so that oh, that makes a lot of sense as to why he's doing so well with the uh, exams and his ability to kind of like, I guess, dominate the fucking battle sims." Um, is there background noise coming from you guys? Because I, I think I'm getting a yeah, I can, I can hear music. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, so he's he's going through all that, uh, and he reveals that uh, I think we knew this already, but like Mizukami was a shogi player, and he's kind of like attributing those skills to the battle sims. Uh, although he says that like he can't really apply those skills necessarily to a rank war because they're very different, obviously. Um, but it works perfectly for the for the battle sims. So, you know, and um, Osamu starts thinking to himself, like, wow, I wonder if anybody else, if other squads will pull off the same strategy. Um, he's like, uh, maybe, but, you know, we'll talk about it with Suwa tomorrow and we'll see if we can figure yeah. it out. Um, we then cut to Kakizaki squad where uh, Kageura is uh, hanging out with um, Betsuya uh, Taichi, the sniper for... Taichi. Yeah, Taichi, the sniper for Suzunari One. I remember now. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's ta- and Taichi is pretty bummed out because he feels like he's dragging everyone down, and he's remembering that he was picked very last at the end. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, that um, Kai put him down, basically. You know, saying that like he probably wouldn't be as effective in, I think, doing the battle sims or the assignments uh, i think the battle sims by himself so you know he, he feels pretty uh bummed out by that uh but Kagira is just like look i understand your feelings but you know what you shouldn't be so hard on yourself it, like kai was bugging out when he said that too you know i understand why you would feel bad but you know don't um right don't don't be too down on yourself Kagira is low-key very nice guy <laughs> Even though he's a fucking savage on the battlefield, I mean, he keeps it a stack, man. I think he, I think because he's already sensitive to negative emotions, 
he's he understands very well how to deal with those and organize it because he can't just be mad all the time. Mm-hmm. That's something that's clear in his character. I think that's why he's so cool because he's not just this super angry jerk that lashes out. He has nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. He's just kind of prickly. Yeah. For um, good reason. So he's, he's, he's trying to express to him the how to deal with these insecurities mm-hmm. that he's feeling. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool dynamic. I actually thought about that when I read this the second time. Yeah. No, yeah, Kageyaro rules. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we cut over to the next day. It's day three, and we actually meet the A-rank number eight squad. I don't think we've seen these guys. Um, But they pull up, and um, they log in to see how everybody's kind of evaluating uh, the Mizukami situation that just kind of, like, broke out. Um. Mm. And it turns out it's pretty mixed amongst the A-rank squads. A lot of people are giving him plus marks because it's effective for the most part, but a lot of people are downvoting him because of how he handled an interaction with Teruya from Kakizaki squad. Um, yeah. Where they basically had a bit of an altercation where he was just like very condescending to her and like not really, uh, <laughs> not really a nice guy for the most part. Um, and, for the most part, it's people with captain experience that are giving him upvotes because they, I guess they understand, like, it's it's harder than it looks to be a leader. So they understand that, like, while he was being a little crass, he was doing the most effective thing and it's working there at the very top. Um, Konami is, like, pissed off. You give him minus two points. Um, and we actually see Tachikawa gave him minus two points. Um and the reason being, he says, is that, like, look, I understand where he's coming from, and I think he's, you know, he he did this because in the event that, like, he gets found out, he always has Arafune as an insurance policy, that Arafune being someone with captain experience, being the captain of his own squad, if people yeah. turn against him because of his methods, Arafune, they will be there to be his, like, security blanket for the most part. And uh, she and uh, one of the operators asks him, "Is like, well, then why are you giving him minus two? And it's like, it's basically he's putting a lot of pressure on um, Arafune and Cohen. So it's less that I'm taking away from him, more that I'm giving the points to Arafune and Cohen. Um, but yeah, overall, very mixed feelings. Uh, and but that's the very that's the gist of the discourse for the most part. Um, so now everybody starts to think is like, well, Mizukami is doing really well and everybody's starting to catch on that maybe he has only one person doing the battle sims um, and everyone else is doing special assignments. Uh, and uh, everybody starts to wonder if they will be able to, if other squads will be able to do something similar. And there's doubt in it because when they, we could cut back to squad seven, Suba squad, they open up the uh, battle units for the day and they have more units than they had the next day, which is explains why every day in the battle Sims is worth more than the last worth more points than the last. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's like double the amount. They have yeah. Before. They have like 14 now um, where I, th- they may have had seven either way. They have a lot more <laughs> than, than they had before. Um, mm-hmm. So at that point, that's when Sue is like, all right, first off, I didn't get to say this yesterday, but I think Mizukami is running the battle sims by himself or has like a single member running it. Um, so, you know, they, they basically all just like we're on the same page at that point. Um, you know, they, they rehash a little bit of the things that Osamu and Oki were talking about the night before. Um, so 
uh, Katori asks, is like, are we going to start doing the same thing? And uh, Sue is like, well, we can't right now, it feels like, because now we have a bunch of units. Um, So, oh, they had nine the other day, it looks like, according to Sue. So now they have 14. Uh, And they're probably going to be even more the next day. So it may not be realistic to do that anymore. But we can start thinking along those lines of how to be more efficient in the same way Mizukami was. Um, so basically, Suba lays out what we're going to do is that we're going to all participate in the battle sims just like we did. And in the meantime, we're going to, now that we know and are comfortable with how the game works, we can expend some brain power on figuring out different ways to cheese the game, basically, as he says it, um, to find uh, these these efficient strategies so that, you know, it can make the game and the workload of the assignments easier. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a consistent strategy. They're just thinking of like, even if we can think of something that works only once, that could be of great help to us. So, you know, let's let's figure that out. And then he turns over to Mikumo. He thinks to himself, he's like, let's squeeze some bright ideas out of you, Mikumo. That's mm-hmm. your specialty, eh? Oh, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's the end of the chapter. There was no new chapter this month, which, oh, man. Always a fucking Very bummer. Sad. One of these. Very for that. Sad. Anyway, but Josh, what did you think about this chapter? All right, so I'm going to start with the uh, breakdown of the A rank uh, members on that situation with Tachikawa. Right? No, not Tachikawa. With um, what's the broccoli kid's name? Mizukami. Mizukami. There we go. So. I like the different perspectives they brought, like they like they did last time. Um, there was I'm trying to look for the one in particular that I really that I want to talk about. When it's, okay, so it's the people who are saying like, okay, one person says Mizukami's lie doesn't violate any rules so far. Whenever management has asked him to share specific info with his squad. He's obeyed. Mizu, right? and uh, Miwa says that. Mizukami. Right, right. So he says that and another and somebody else mentions that the fact that he that all right, someone said his strategy is paying off for now, so I have no reason to penalize him, though I wish he handled this better. Okay. So I'm not giving the the specific responses to what these people are saying. But I think there's something to say about that mindset that I want to call out where people look at how things are going in the moment and say, well, the numbers reflect this. So I can't say he's doing wrong. I mean, look how look how good this is. And I think that's really short sighted, especially if they're trying to think about these people going out on a away mission or trying to figure out their long term, abil- you know, their abilities for the long term and, who, well, you know, what type of people they are. So I think that's irresponsible of these A-rank agents to give points. I mean, I don't know if they're forced to give a plus or a minus or if they could, like, skip and add a zero or something like that. Um, and I'm not saying there's absolutely no merit to, to using numbers as, like, facts to back an opinion. I'm just saying I think that's it's just a shallow opinion to have in that situation. And I see a lot of people think that way in real life, too. Especially when they look at, you know, I guess numbers people are putting up like money wise. It's like you know, whoa, there's other. F- anyway, I don't want to keep talking about that leading down the road. I th- I just thought that was something. That's something I wanted to call out. 
Um, when, as soon as they brought the fact up that they was going to add more units to the test, and then they mentioned that, oh, like, we don't know what the conditions are going to be for next week because look at this here. You know what I mean? Like, this is a change. We don't know what's going to happen the next time we get a uh, – um, and that, you know, the next time we have like this little, what's the name? They're not rank wars. What are they called? Uh, it's an away uh, mission test. Oh, battle sim. The battle sims. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. So I, I, I like how they made perfect sense out of the fact that, you know, they shouldn't rely on that strategy to contain all the units because the, con- you know, the team strategies are going to be more consistent than just one person trying to figure things out as they change, you know? Team strategies are usually, you know, more effective when you have a lot more pieces to work with anyway. Um, I don't have any facts to back that statement up, but I think it's just kind of obvious. Um, you know, Broccoli, uh, Mi- almost said Mizukame. Yeah, Mizukame, he's, he's going to have a lot on his plate with this round. So, I want, you know, I'm really excited to see how they go about uh, handling that. And... Come on, you already know, man. He, it's, this is Mukumo's time to shine. He's going to have to figure out little strategies on the run as opposed to like these grand schemes based on who they're playing against and what their tendencies might be going into a situation. This is pure offensive and defensive strategy. You know, this is going to directly affect his decision making for himself and how, like, working with others. So, this is, this is, this is the development we really want to see from Mukumo. So, you know, I'm really sad that we didn't get a chapter this month, but man, these next few chapters for the next couple months, they're going to be something, man. Yeah. I know it. Those are all of my thoughts, though. Any specific rebuttals? Um, I don't disagree with you about the uh, the the mindset of uh, his strategy is paying off now, but so I have no reason to penalize him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess like... Uh, th- I, I can I can understand that mentality because, hey, it's working right now, but I think they're acknowledging that like it might not later, but you know, as it stands, it's it's working. I mean, it's worked, and they even mentioned that like, hey, I wish it it was handled a little better, but his methods are working. It's just kind of like wobbly right now because it's built on like this like weird foundation. Um, yeah. But yeah, some people are results-oriented and some people are a little more um, empathetic about it. I I like how World Trigger really tries to, is really good at um, portraying very different mindsets uh, at any given time through their characters. You know, it it doesn't make anybody dramatically different, but uh, it just, they really like uh, express, there's there's a lot of like a good spectrum of opinion throughout the series. because even though Tachikawa agrees with the method, it's more like he's like, well, I'm not going to give you the point, though, because you're still very much relying on other people. This only works because of the people you have under you. Uh, right. So, you know, there's that. I mean, yeah. Well, you could, I guess, argue he wouldn't have gone about it that way had he not had those people. Right. 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 I do want to say something else, though, too, which where I do, I guess, I, I do agree with you. Um, because... There, ah, man, I actually lost my train of thought a little bit. You were talking about, oh, okay, this is the point I wanted to make, right? 
there's I I think the authors made an effort to kind of express that the overall point of this of this like a uh, simulated environment of of a maybe the like of the away mission or whatever it's very ambiguous. You know, we had everybody speculate what what the terms are for, and then the A rank, the A rankers gave points based on what they believe is the correct, you know, criteria as well. But I think the A rank agents are, are are figuring things out as well. So yeah, I mean, they're also being tested. It's not wrong for them, right? They don't really understand exactly what the criteria is, and yeah, part of the test is them being tested on seeing how they approach these these uh, uh situations so i guess i don't blame somebody for giving a point for not one you know for not wanting to rely on maybes and saying listen right now it's working out so i'm gonna give it a point and but um and you're right most of them say that they you know they have some type of reservation about uh you know his uh mizukami's tact so yeah yeah um... you're right they 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 handle they handle the the author handles the representation of of different perspectives very well. It's routine for him, honestly. Yeah, uh, Brian, what did you think about this chapter? You're still on mute. <laughs> I agree uh, with everything Christian said. For the most part, is that this series is really good at uh, having different points of view. Um, and kind of having, uh, other people shine in, uh, other ways, depending on their character. Like, um, everybody tackles this, this, uh, exercise differently in subtle ways, not in like drastic, drastically different ways either. Um, it's just really interesting to see how people think and how, uh, how he goes about writing their characters in that way. Um, I really aspire because, you know, I'm looking to write a book myself one day and I really aspire to have this kind of like depth when it comes to writing, writing characters. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to see what more he does with it. You know, um, give me more world trigger. Also, I'm a big Sua fan. So, uh, give me more Sua. Anyway. And you, you'll you'll make me a happy boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we are all we we gush about World Trigger every fucking month. It's one of the greatest series ever. It's underappreciated in our generation, but I feel like it'll go down in history as one of the greats. Um, this chapter is no exception. I mean, it's just a fun. It's just like such a smooth read, no matter what. Even if it's like wall to wall dialogue, I, I, I just can't get over it. Uh, it's it's so good. Um, everybody sounds different, but not too different. You know, nobody ever has to be like dramatically goofy or or anything to stand out. Everybody sounds different without any effort seemingly put into it in a good way. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I I like that. You know, there are some people who are pragmatists in this, and I I don't think any uh particular way of handling this is necessarily wrong or right i think you could be too empathetic uh and you could be too rigid in your thinking and i think mizukami is very much teetering that line of uh of being a little too rigid and a little too secretive and i think that's what a lot of the a-rank people with more experience are detecting in him but um 
it's a different skill set to be a leader, which is why a lot of like A rank leaders are like agreeing or not agreeing, but like seeing where he's coming from and what he's trying to do here. Um, I mean, you know, A rank number two, Fushiyama, she, he gives him uh, um, minus one. He's like, I, I didn't like the psychological attack against Teruya. So, you know, yeah. he minused him for that. That's counterproductive against your own team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've, like you said, it's a wobbly structure. And that's not something you want to have to rely on and put people's lives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the the lives uh, of, you know, of a bunch of soldiers. Um, yeah. This was, there was a good conversation. Yeah, for sure. Between um, these two squad members here. Uh, I don't know their names, but it's on page 18. It actually starts on 17. Where one of the guys says, I don't know. I tend to avoid situations where I might have to reap what I sowed, leave the issue to fester, and it might create a real conflict later in the test. Right? And then he asked Narasaka, that's the other guy's name. Yeah. You know, whose side are you on? And he's, you know, he's split. He says that the sentimental part, the sentimental part of me feels for Teruya, um, and that he's having a hard time coming up with a strategy that could possibly earn more points than Mizukami's. So right there, like I don't even, I'm not even going to go any further because like that he's in his mind, he knows, he feels like like when he says the central mental part of me feels for Teruya. I don't think that's just, I don't think that's a, like a side thought or something that's not important you know he he brings that up and that's that 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 almost primal you know reaction to the to the unfairness and, and mistreatment of somebody like that's valid like that that can really ruin your, your 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 whole formation while at the same time acknowledging that it is a pretty sound strategy for the moment i feel like i'm going in circles yeah i mean that in theory, but they this, said it. They, this was the whole chapter was about that, yeah. saying this in so yeah. many different ways, and it's it's y'all. You, know, so, you know, I like this man. I feel topics could take a long time to talk about and break down and speculate, and it's not about people being right or wrong. It's about you know exploring, you know, the the the, the limits of our understanding. Yeah, I mean, I know. it it's great. Um, you know, nobody. <laughs> Nobody writes dialogue like Ashihara, really. I mean, I've been, right. I'm, I'm like one volume away from finishing my read through of World Trigger, and like it's just been a joy, you know, because it's consistent. This is one of the most, this is like one of his best things is that he's really good at just having people talk, and it's always engaging, and uh, it's just as engaging as battle scenes, really. Um, and not a lot of manga can do right. that, to be honest. So, no, they can't. So that's a that's a strength on him, uh, but fantastic chapter. I mean, I almost always default out of giving World Trigger a really good chapter of the week because it always feels like it to me. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. I didn't even I didn't count the monthlies. Yeah, but this it doesn't matter. Um, but in any case, uh, I, that's all I got to say about World Trigger. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse too long. We we already said all our, our thoughts are very similar. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a great chapter. Read World Trigger if you haven't. Support, support, support the man. Uh, he's he's one of the greatest. Uh, but that's PLC, it. please. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we see him again next month. But that's all I gotta say. Um, you guys ready to to close it out? Oh wait, are we doing a question today? 
Uh, we can. I mean, we're pushing two hours <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, shit. It's really been that long? Yeah. Yeah, so, we can knock it out next week. Yeah. Well, that has been our show. <laughs> I'm sorry for the question, Mike, but next week we got you. We get, we delivered a pretty we big, you, bro. We got a big old chunky episode here. Um, and, uh, yeah, we don't, we just don't want to run out of gas. Um, but next week for sure, I got you. Um, but for now, you can find me at the Chris Hospital on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow his stream at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 at uh, on Instagram and uh, at NY Chillin on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Um, well, I, I usually do a poll. <laughs> I, did, I didn't for the last two weeks, but I usually do one. Uh, follow us on that. Uh, my hero is going to be absent next week as well. So, you know, we might have a similar situation next week uh but anyway. so one piece my hero and jujutsu kaisen is gonna be off no jujutsu kaisen will be back next week i think okay my hero one piece and black clover are still are gonna be out um but we'll figure it out we'll figure out something special to do um email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with questions suggestions criticisms anything you guys want for the podcast let us know uh, or you can comment under the videos that you're watching right now let us know your thoughts on this week's chapters this month's chapters please do uh it, it very much helps our podcast grow is the engagement that's a little peek behind the curtain so engage with the podcast if you want to support uh help us be more visible uh and another way you could do that is to, is to subscribe to like the videos if you like them uh to share uh the podcast to people who might be interested in listening uh on the youtube check us out on that uh you can subscribe to us on itunes spotify uh google podcast pandora wherever you listen to podcasts if you enjoy audio podcasts better uh and uh yeah that's it thank you guys so much for listening uh we'll see you next week uh stay safe new jump citizens peace out guys thanks for listening happy america day my brian academia (laughs) uh we are done